trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm... Blue, if I was green, I would die. If I was green, I would die. I'm orange because it is my favorite color. I am pink because why not? Because that was the best Power Rangers. <laughs> so true. Exactly. So, yes, pink. And this week, we are talking about Kaleidoscope, the latest Netflix gimmick. Does the allure of watching a TV show in a random order do anything for anyone? Does it make a difference? Is it worth it? Is it even a good show? And And if it is, does that mean Netflix will cancel it? (laughs) And we watched it in a completely randomized order. John and I watched it together. TJ watched it on his own order. And we tested that theory so you don't have to. Yeah, which also, a couple of fun facts. One, the episodes are all titled after different colors. This yes. series, for those who don't know what it is, it basically follows a heist. It follows a group getting ready for a heist, attempting the heist, and what happens after the heist. And it tells a whole story with like a huge cast of characters in it. Um, a very impressive cast of characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you are always supposed to watch White, the final episode, last. That is like the one rule. And what we didn't know is because we rolled a die every time and played an episode. But apparently, you're supposed to be able to just hit play and Netflix will randomize it for you. Yeah, we didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I just thought it'd be more fun to roll. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, rolling a D8 to decide what episode to watch next is really enjoyable. So we did it that way. But yeah, so our first question when we were watching is, is that actually how it works? Like, can you legitimately watch it in a random order and still get the same satisfaction yeah. of the show? Or is there really a right way to watch it and Netflix well, is just trying to get more viewers? That actually brings up something really interesting because... I remember reading afterwards that apparently Netflix does have a viewing order that you're supposed to watch it in. Yeah. It's not exactly the same, but like there's group one of episodes that you're supposed to watch, Mm -hmm. group two of episodes that you're supposed to watch, and group three of like, and so on and so forth. So basically, if you let Netflix autoplay it, there is a very high chance, at least according to like user surveys, Mm -hmm. that you get either yellow or green first, and then whichever one you didn't get, you get afterwards. And then I can't remember the exact order of like everything after that, uh, but I'm pretty sure pink and red are supposed to be like the last few that you watch. But it will always give it to you in like blocks and then it's just randomized within those blocks at least that is a theory i read online that seems to have held true for most people who watched it in that order but since we rolled dies yes why don't we go ahead and share our orders in case anyone listening at home has already watched it or wants to watch along with us hannah and i first we watched episode yellow which is six weeks before the heist then we watched episode blue five days before then we watched Pink. Six months after. Then we watched Red. The morning after. Then we watched Green. Seven years before. Then we watched Violet. 24 years before. Then Orange. Three weeks before. And then White. 
the heist. And I am really glad that we learned that White is always supposed to be watched last, yeah. no matter what order. Because we were seriously like, if we rolled an eight right off the bat, we would have watched White. Yeah. And also, it. I mean, now in hindsight, I can see why that one's always meant to be the last episode. For sure. But as I was watching it, especially as someone who's like totally spoiler reverse, I was like, why are you showing me what happened afterwards? Like the heist is going to feel so boring now. And we'll talk about whether it was or wasn't in a second. But TJ, what order did you watch in? I watched it in blue, pink, violet, yellow, orange, green, red, and then white. Oh, wow. So like com- literally completely different. Yeah. So where do we want to start with kind of the discussion of the episode? I think it's it's before we get deep into the story or like the order stuff, yeah. we can just talk cast yeah. real quick. Yeah. Because I think the cast was awesome. Phenomenal cast. Incredible. I think I, agree. I think they, they nailed it. They got and Giancarlo Esposito, who's always uh, amazing, my God. just like deserves all the accolades. If he does not pick up an Emmy for this, I will fight someone. No, literally. He doesn't get like lead roles like this. Usually he's very supporting. He's so good at this. He is so He's good. He's phenomenal. And it is one thing, it's very impressive considering if you're listening to this and you listened to the order in which me and John watched and also listened to, you know, the timeline in which it happens, he is just as convincing as a younger man 24 years before as he is six months after. Oh, yeah. And, like, his body is in different states of health. His mind is in different states of health. It's all believable, and it's all super, super awesome to watch. So off the bat, I thought that the cast was amazing. And when I first started before we watched, obviously I was interested because, you know, Giancarlo Esposito. But also I was like, is this Netflix trying to make sure people don't cancel their subscriptions Mm -hmm. after deciding to not let people share accounts anymore? And maybe it was. But in my opinion, they made a pretty great show. Absolutely. So we have, to be honest, I don't know the names of most of the people in this yeah. show. Yeah. Got you. I just pulled it up. Perfect. Yeah. I only know Giancarlo Esposito Yo. and Captain Boomerang from the first Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> Should we talk about that? Because he, he was just Captain Boomerang. Like, just the same fucking character. I thought he was Tom Hardy for a second. And then the more he went on, I was like, dude, that's the guy from Suicide Squad. That has to be, right? As soon as he talked, I was just like, is that? the same dude i was just like he's exactly the same yeah what, what's his name <laughs> his name is jai courtney yeah so we have john carlo esposito as leo pat slash ray vernon Woo. rufus sewell as roger salas slash graham davies mm-hmm. we have paz vega as my baby ava mercer Ooh. we have rosalind elby as judy goodwin used to be strauss mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jai courtney as bob goodwin mm-hmm. oh. tati gabrielle as Hannah Kim, which is... She was great. We'll get into Tati, but I love her. First, I was like looking, I was like, she looks very familiar. Then I realized where she was from, and I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And then we have Peter Mark Kendall as Stan Loomis, and then we have a bunch of recurring characters. I don't think there was a single weak actor no. in this show. No, I would agree. And I'll just say from our experience, if we're going to talk about debunking 
asking, can you watch it in any order, aside from White being last, of course? I do think so. Do I think that there might have been a way that it was extremely satisfying? Sure. Also, yes. But I did think that it made for a very interesting, enjoyable viewing experience, and they still were able to show the passage of time and after the heist without spoiling anything and feeling like, oh, well, I know what's going to happen. It's not exciting now. And it was, they did it in a creative way. So I thought that that was successful. What do you think, TJ? I agree. And like, even if you watch White Last, it's not like they explained exactly everything, how it went down or anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh yeah, this happened. She was like, okay, so their plan like went through and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of mysteries left up in the air literally until white and there's a lot of ways that you can piece it together but like I will say even for me again as someone who's super spoiler averse mm-hmm. and I just keep bringing it up because I'm the kind of person that like if you tell me what's going to happen in a movie like the major points it will ruin like the enjoyment for me. Oh yeah, he plugs his ears and closes <laughs> his eyes for like Marvel trailers in the movie theater. Just yeah. like that kind of like he doesn't want to know anything. Cuz he just like it it takes the wind out of my sails so much for some reason that's that's just how it is i think there are very like awesome notable exceptions like there's stuff like better call saul Mm -hmm. uh, which is a show where you kind of already know where it's going you don't know the full details of the resolution but like the main events you know where the show's going and so the show relishes in like the journey there i just think it's a very specific kind of show that It has to be made with that in mind, and it has to do it really well for it to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a show that really kind of does that, because without spoilers, we watched Pink as our third episode, which is relatively early, because our first two episodes were before the heist. And then Pink is basically the last episode in the order of, like... In, like, like, the timeline. Yeah, uh, in chronological order. Mm -hmm. And so watching that, like, we recorded some little videos uh, as we were watching them, and we were like, I don't know, I think... Like, I don't see how the rest of the show stays all that interesting, aside from, like, the unanswered questions we have left, because, like, we know everything. But the thing is, you don't. Because and this neither is a show- do they. Neither do the characters. Exactly. And so this is a show, one, that, like, does a good job of putting the viewer in the character shoes in terms of, like, not knowing what's going on. But two, it really relishes the journey, and it relishes in depth in certain things Mm -hmm. and so for example in pink there are a lot of things you see where like you might be like oh that's sad or oh that's good okay oh wow i can't believe that happened or oh i wonder what happened to cause what i'm seeing yeah 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 but even though you know what happens you then when you go back and all of a sudden you're watching the episode that takes place 24 years earlier you see an echo of it that like isn't necessary the scene makes sense on its own but then when you see it already knowing where you see it for the last time you're like oh my god that is so much more devastating in Mm -hmm. hindsight Mm -hmm. oh and it is crushing it's almost worse to see like the happy version of things before the bad version you mean after like once you've already seen the like kind of fucked up version and then you go and you yeah, see the yeah. earlier version and you're like, oh my God. Exactly. So like, again, I, I don't want to get into specifics. Uh, there's a lot of layering here that at least
decent hour viewing order, especially where we got like the end of the timeline out of the way early on. And then we got kind of progressively further in time as we kept watching. It just built more and more to the point where I was like, oh my God. Oh, there were some episodes where I was like, I can't take my... We watched it in one day. I was like, I can't take my eyes away from the screen. I want to watch the next episode. But also, I don't know if I have the strength to keep watching. Yeah, we literally... We spent an entire day isolated. So we were like, you know what? Now is as good a day as any to just lay in bed all day and watch every single episode. In that vein, TJ... What was, like, your viewing experience like? Because your timeline was way different. Mm-hmm. How did you find, like, the story building onto itself? And I love the story building. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was always encouraged to watch more episodes. Just if I sit here and do that, I get nothing done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always have a bunch of stuff to do. But I finally got to finish it and was so excited because like I, I specifically remember i was just like texting i was like this show was so good and the messages and just like man if john collar doesn't get this uh nomination i'm gonna be upset like it was just crazy um i haven't been this excited about a show in a while mm-hmm. i i kind of have to agree yeah yeah so as far as you know we're talking about should i buy and we're not only talking about like should i spend my money but should i spend the time time is money baby time is money exactly and you know this show did follow the sort of footsteps that other shows nowadays are doing going with the shorter like six to eight episode season and sometimes I feel like there's not enough, and if they had just a couple more episodes, then, oh, it could have been so good. But for this show, I do think that eight episodes was enough to tell the story that they wanted to tell. Did it take an entire day? Yes, but that was also our choice, and because we couldn't put it down. So I think it's bingeable, yeah. and I think that it doesn't take too much time to watch the entire thing. Totally agreed. Uh, It's amazing how some shows can have eight episodes to tell a story that takes place over like 48 hours and have it still feel incomplete, which is totally fine. I think the magic of TV is that you can take your time. If you need 20 episodes, take 20 episodes. Uh, It seems that Disney's really, really pushing for this six to eight episode special event stuff, sometimes to the detriment of the quality of the shows, sometimes to great effect. But this is one where like the story spans such a wide amount of time, but it is crafted so, so well that I feel like it was eight episodes because that's what it called for. Not because someone told them make eight episodes. Yes, yes. Also shouts out to like, the writers of this because each of these episodes could be its own like short film and i wouldn't be mad about it oh yeah yes you can watch obviously you know like we said layers and everything adds meaning but like you could probably take any one of these episodes with minor alterations and just release it as a single movie and it would still be pretty good not as good as the whole context but like it would have worked just as well so the fact that they make eight full episodes and each of them is compelling yes is like a huge accomplishment because that was another thing where like as we watched there was never an episode we didn't like but there was the worry of like well i feel like i've seen everything like what is the rest of it gonna be filler is it gonna be like boring like did we get stuck with a bad order and thankfully that never happened i don't know if that flex your experience cj no i was literally i I was taking notes on episodes and it was actually like almost like a game for myself because it was just like how does this happen it was like oh there's a call mm-hmm. back to here and 
I was just like, how did this happen? Yeah. What happened to this dude? And like, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. I've been super into these kind of things ever since like I actually watched um, the Ryan Johnson films. Mm-hmm. Like Knives Out and Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like to talk about the cinematography of it, like as far as my viewing experience, looking at it as just a viewer, I really enjoyed it. And I took a, a film class, you know, I've taken the classes and looked at analyzing things and also looking at cinematography and use of lighting. And it is just as entertaining as a viewer only as it is to look at like an aspiring like film nerd's perspective because it's shot beautifully the titles of every episode is tied in and i won't spoil it but like the colors aren't just oh you know it's a rainbow just Mm -hmm. to like make it so that their episodes don't give clue to any order that's not all it is it also is in reference to either a scene or an item in the episode or a theme exactly that relates to that color and i thought that that was really cool as well yeah i noticed that was like either pink or violet and like starts on like the color Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah or ends on it in a really in a really great way in ways that sometimes you don't understand the significance of until Until, you watch another mm -hmm, episode mm mm-hmm but yeah, I'm thinking about pink in particular. Me but. too. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. But yeah, and this is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That comes with its own can of worms. Luckily, there wasn't really plan for another season, but Netflix has notoriously been shooting themselves in the foot with canceling great shows that have great reviews And it makes it so that people really do have to ask, like, is this worth having a Netflix account? And just like looking at tweets talking about the show from the Netflix account, a lot of the tweets aren't even about the show itself. They're from angry fans saying, bring back this show, bring back this Mm -hmm. show, bring back this show. And so it's a great show. But it's no secret that it is also an effort for Netflix to try to save itself. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's an effort to get people to stay with Netflix after charging people for premium. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. there were never ads before. And now they're just like, well, if you don't like the ads. Exactly. Just like having Netflix. Fucking Hulu, ag- yeah, fucking Hulu. Having Netflix exclusives have like where it could be in theaters, but no, it'll only be on Netflix, such as Glass Onion. And then now this, where they're trying, you know, oh, it's a total new viewing experience. I'll be honest, before I watched it, I was kind of like, is this just a gimmick to try to grab viewers? Like, is this actually going to work? But I will tell you that I think it was a great show. Yeah, Yeah. and I, I I think it's the kind of thing where we should show support for the team that made this show. Yes. Like, I, if you want to watch the show and you think it's worth it, I think it's worth, like, maybe signing up for the month to watch it and then maybe canceling yeah. afterwards. Because Netflix does occasionally at least put out good quality content. They're just idiots. Like, I have, yeah. I have bigger, like, philosophical disputes with, like, a lot of the other, like, providers. With Netflix, it's not so much, like, I 
I fundamentally disagree with this thing you're doing. I'm just like, I think you have a terrible business model. I don't understand how you were once the company that like killed Blockbuster. Also, I, like... I would not invest in your stock. And, I, <laughs> and I would, I've been giving this advice for years. I've been like, do not I buy would. Netflix stock. They, they, for some reason, managed to screw everything up. But I, they, con- they continue to exist for now. And so. also, even if you took away the fact that they've canceled shows that have great reviews on like their platform... They also just sometimes don't have good options. Like, they're boring, and I could scroll through Netflix for, like, hours to try to find something to watch. But all that being said, this that brings me to my next point of, like, accessibility cost. Of, like, how much does it cost to access this piece of media? And it's like John said. I mean, personally, I do think that if someone didn't have a Netflix account... I think that it would be worth it to borrow your neighbor's Netflix password to watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> or if whatever, if you're looking to sign up to watch a show, you're looking at roughly $20, which yeah. is an outing to the movies. Well, that's $10 with ads. Oh, is that out already? I'm not entirely sure. That's All right. Well, question, you're looking yeah. at 10 to 20 bucks, which is an outing to the movies, depending on where you live. Right. Um, And you're getting eight hours, ostensibly. Yeah. Uh, Wait, I lied. It is six ninety nine basic with ads. Standard is fifteen forty nine and premium is nineteen ninety nine. What's the Whoa. difference between standard and premium? Video quality and resolution. Oh, oh of course. Oh, that's kind of. If you want to watch in ten eighty p, get standard. But if you want to watch in four k and HDR, you should get premium. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing: if you're if you're the kind of person who really cares about four k and HDR, which is far more accessible nowadays. However, I feel like those people will generally already have access to Netflix. That's fair. I, if you're watching on your laptop or like whatever, the 1080p will do you just fine. First and foremost, if you like watching things in 4K, there's something wrong with you, bro. I've watched 4K <laughs> and it literally looks like you're on the set. It completely takes you out. It's so weird. I'm just like, bro, I might as well see the cameraman in the background. It's creepy. Are you sure your problem is with 4K and not with uh, frame rates? I, I don't know if it's frame rates or either, but it literally looks like you are in the room with them, which I guess could be cool for some people. But as an actor, it's like, bro, I don't want to see your <laughs> like, I don't want to feel like I'm sitting here in the background of your movie. I just want to enjoy the film. I understand. That is the first time I've ever, I've ever heard someone make a case against 4K. But also, I do, I do get it. But so <laughs> I do get it. That's so funny. But yeah, as John said, depending on the quality in which you want to watch it, if you want to watch it without ads or if you're fine watching it with, it can be anywhere from $6 to 20 which could be a movie ticket depending on where you go, except that you can't see this particular piece of media in a movie theater. And like John said, it is eight hours of said media to consume so if you're an avid moviegoer um and enjoy films i would recommend at least trying the netflix just because you can watch multiple things at least for the month Mm -hmm. and see what you like but i would always also recommend finding it in um other places because you can always find it there and then you know if you feel like supporting netflix you can but
Yeah. Yeah. I'm not concerned with supporting Netflix as a corporation, but I do think that the people who made this show deserve the success of being like, look, the thing we made is good. Absolutely. More people hire us. I encourage that for sure. Um, Because Netflix also goes by like views and all that other stuff on whether they want to keep supporting. Yes. um, Mm -hmm. Production companies and. Yeah, it's it's a wild rabbit hole to jump down and see, and it's kind of arcane and unintelligible, but yeah. Uh, real quick, while we are on quality and, and 4K and all of that, I am curious, um, I know I talked about it with Hannah a little bit, but TJ, how you felt about like the visual effects in this show? Because, like Hannah said earlier, the cinematography I thought was great, mm-hmm. I thought um, like the artistry behind the show I really, really enjoyed. However, as we've said, there are some episodes that take place seven years before and mm-hmm. 24 years before. Mm-hmm. Giancarlo Esposito is a good-looking man, as is, I don't remember his name, but Roger Salas, um, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. guy. Um, I know his face so well, but I, I like I can never I remember know his him name. From, uh, I know him from A Knight's Tale. I don't, did you ever watch that, TJ? It had Heath Ledger in it. I don't think... God, I love that movie. It was my favorite when I was a kid. But he plays um, Count Adamar, who's like a rival knight in the tournament. And he's, he's, I've always been a fan of his ever since that movie, but I haven't seen him in a lot of recent stuff. And it was great to see him in a new role like this. I loved it. But they're, they're both, they're, they're good looking men, but mm-hmm. they're definitely not 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, and <laughs> seeing that, I was a little taken aback because I was like, "Did they just like dye his hair? Like, is that makeup? Is that CGI?" So that was a little, yeah, weird. yeah. Well, you can definitely tell because I don't know if you caught it, but I caught it. You can definitely tell the shots where there is CGI because there's the one that's like seven years before. That's mostly makeup and like it looks great. It looks super convincing. Mm -hmm. There's the one where, you know, we're going nearly 30 years back. Yeah. And like that is a much bigger jump. So you can tell there's a lot of makeup, but there's also CGI. But there were a few times where it entered like slight uncanny valley mode because, you know, like I noticed it most on Giancarlo. But like as you age, your, your jaw gets like wider set in a way that like you can't really hide or on the other dude's face on on roger's face there are like wrinkles and age lines and there were a few shots in particular where like when he's head on with direct light skin is smooth as a baby's butt and then the moment he turns his face and the shadows hit like wrinkles reappear and i was like what is going that's weird that's interesting but not like in a super distracting way i just thought it was like things that you just can't get rid of that like are fun to notice, but the hair and the wardrobe and all of that does a lot of heavy lifting and their acting does the rest of it to the point where like, it was not like a sticking point at all Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't know John Carlo could move like that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Which which, granted, it may not be, it could very well be like a stunt person, but I was like, all right. I think think it is. Cause he also, he is playing his age up a little bit for most of the show. So I think he's in that sweet spot, you know? Yeah. Especially for episode pink where it's six months after it's exceptional acting. It's just his range. His age range is crazy. And this show shows it especially. And yes, like there are definitely, you know, frames where you can tell that's airbrushed or okay. But also, if you think about what they did here and how they were able to still utilize the same actor and just like 
portray a character at different stages of life. Like, it's one of those things where it's like John said, it's not too distracting and it's definitely forgivable for the product they created. And I think I prefer it to them having found a younger actor for John Carlo because it really sells you on seeing the character's full journey. So, like, even though it's like, oh, he's supposed to be like 20, maybe he looks closer to like late 30s. I think your brain forgives it when you're immersed in the story and like seeing the same human being go through all of it is just it, it stuck more in my mind. So I think it was the right decision and, and yes. it really gives them a chance to show off what they can do as actors. And I appreciated it. Me too. And also using the same actor as the younger, you know, the younger Ray or the younger character it allows you to become even more invested than you were before because you're becoming emotionally attached to the character and seeing them look younger or even for the female characters in the show, seeing their different hairstyles was super fun and it just looked like they were at a different stage in their life and hair and makeup just really went all out with trying to support that it's the same person just at a different age. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... I think I've said everything I wanted to say that isn't <laughs> talking about the plot and characters specifically. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Okay. So, in the case of Kaleidoscope, how do we vote? I guess I'll start. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a big secret. I definitely think you should buy it, though. I think it is worth paying Netflix for a month to watch this. Again, like, I have no great love for netflix uh i don't hate netflix but um i think this is an exceptional show this is one of those like gold standards for tv the i think they could have done without the gimmick and the show would have been just as great but i think it was a a ploy to try and get more people interested with the gimmick and whether it works whether it doesn't like at the end of the day i don't know how much it adds to the show to watch it in a different order i think it's novel but at the very least i I feel like it was probably pitched like yeah yeah somewhere that originally it was called jigsaw yeah yeah oh that's regardless i don't think it detracts from the show which is the important thing and and the rest of the show like everything about it is so good that not detracting is very very good so i i love the cast i love the story i got very emotional watching a lot of the episodes yeah it was heavy it was intense it was Mm -hmm. a beautiful story um and and they just have a Again, a phenomenal cast with some really great writing. Um, this is this is up there as far as TV shows that I've seen in recent memory. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely worth your time and your money. Um, and I, I freaking hope that Giancarlo Esposito wins something for this. I also hope um, Tati Gabrielle also wins something for this yes. because I thought she did some some great work and her character arc and all that. So I've only ever seen her in Sabrina the the other I've definitely Actually, seen her in other another... stuff but I can't remember what off That the top is a of Netflix show, isn't it, Sabrina? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't finish it, but I enjoyed her time on there and uh, she's a phenomenal actress and I love I loved her work in this as well. But yeah, I I definitely vote you should buy it though. Okay. I'll go next. Um I also agree that you should definitely buy it. Um I think it's worth the Netflix buy. Yeah. And then uh, you can watch it with your friends and you can get together and everyone can watch it in separate orders or you can all watch together and I think you'd have fun. 
um just like talking about it in yeah general. yeah and this is definitely one of those pieces where you can like sit down and like have a, a full conversation on how you enjoyed it because each person experiences it in a different way mm-hmm. which may or may not reflect how they feel about it but the story overarching but it's a phenomenal story and i definitely think that you should buy it yeah i'll um i mean i have to go next but i also think you should buy it though i think that you should at le- you should try to give netflix your money for a month and if you don't have it then you should cuddle up next to a friend that has it and watch it as well because it is definitely worth your time i think that it was definitely you know it was a gimmick to try to get people to watch it but you know what it worked and also even if I'd watched it in a different order, I I do think that I still would love the story. So technically speaking, yeah, I think you could watch it in any order and still enjoy it. I think that it is very smart to have the last episode be the kind of anchor so that no matter what, you get a satisfying finale. Because I do remember our initial concerns at like, ooh, but what if you got like a boring episode as your last one? So Yeah, and I think that the actors were amazing. I thought they all performed wonderfully in their role, and I definitely think you should buy it, though. Woo! So in the case of Kaleidoscope, you should buy it, though, though. Okay, awesome. On our way out, what I want to know is what your favorite episode was, and what your favorite part was, n- as not spoilery as you could make it. TJ, go. Um, I gotta say, the episode that really got me was Pink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. And then, um, my favorite part was, mm, it's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. It's not in pink. Um, I'm going to say what my favorite part is, but pink is definitely my favorite episode. Okay. Yeah. What about you, John? Um, I think I got to agree. Pink is my favorite just because it was the most like one of those episodes that just leaves you like mouth open mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my mm-hmm. God. And there's so much to think about. And also in the order that we watched it in, it left me with so many like, whoa, but. Like, what happened to get here? Yeah. And it's, like, really, really great to see where certain things go. It being the last one in the chronological order. And my favorite moment is so, so, so tough because it's probably either in Violet, which is the first one mm-hmm. in the chronological order. Because mm-hmm. there's a... It's, like, especially towards the very end of Violet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. Um, I know. Or basically the very, very end. Like, the last few minutes of White. Mm-hmm. Similar. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, that's without spoiling anything, but there are huge emotional setups and payoffs in pretty much every episode um it's hard to pick but those those are the ones i will say my least favorite part is oh. fuck cops <laughs> fuck, fuck cops. that cop i was lady. gonna say the same thing oh I my god s- and you know what it's crazy and not i'm not trying to spoil right now but it's funny because the order that we watched it in the first episode i was like oh wow well at s- first i was like fuck her and then at the end of the uh, at the end of the first episode that we saw her in i was like oh you know what I was like, oh, maybe I- there's gonna be like a little development and then every and other then episode went- she was in i was like fuck her bro 
And, yeah. Well, I do like that there was like a callback to something earlier that involved her. And I was like, dang. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. The first thing I saw was they had Yeah. That, no, literally. Saw, like later. And I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck cops, literally. That was also my least favorite part. And not to be unoriginal, but my favorite episode was also Pink. Pink had it all for me. Yeah. It had me laughing. It had me crying. It had me like gasping and being like, oh my God. And it also, it had me like having two different oh my gods. Cause there's a like, oh my God. And there's the, then there's a like, oh my God, did that just fucking happen? I low key wish I watched Pink last. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah I, I think it, there's a possible alternate order where Pink is the last episode, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good. They might have to tweak the very, very ending. of. Actually, no. I understand why White's the last episode, but Pink is Me a too. very good, like, for being the last one chronologically, it makes mm-hmm. sense, and it's very good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, Pink, Pink was excellent. And my favorite part, I'm trying not to spoil, is there's a moment... How do I say this? There's a moment where Speak some people spell. are in in a car and <laughs> something something seemingly innocent just makes one of them blow up and the result is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I would say that is my favorite part and it was in the episode pink. But I had a lot of favorite parts. I I thoroughly enjoyed every episode. There were parts of it that I loved about every episode. But once again, fuck cops, a cab. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Go watch it. Go watch it, folks. Go watch it. Go watch it right now. Any order. Roll a D8. Yeah. And uh, well, if you enjoyed today's episode of Should I Buy It Though, uh, please consider checking out our other podcast, Dungeons and Drimbus. It's an actual play D&D podcast. Um, a lot of the voices you know and love from Should I Buy It Though are on there. We are currently in the middle of our third season, Your Honor, in which they play fantasy attorneys attempting to defend the monsters you would normally be slaying in a D&D campaign. It is absurd and hilarious. Uh, if you like our personalities here, I promise you'll love them over there. Um, each season is its own standalone season, so feel free to start wherever you'd wish. If you want to support the show, please consider going to patreon.com slash should I buy. We're always working to give you guys new benefits, especially this year. We have big plans for should I buy, and we have our first new piece of bonus content in a while. So if you listen to this episode and you want to check out Kaleidoscope, uh, Hannah and I recorded some very, very short little vlogs uh, before each episode that we watched. So it's going to be Before and after. Like yeah. it was like reactions and also what's next. So it's going to be the perfect guide if you want to like watch along with us. Feel free to watch. You know, we'll say our expectations going into an episode and which one we're watching. You can watch the episode and then tune back in and proceed with uh, the rest of the videos so that we can all watch together. Yeah. Feel free to comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, you'll get access to stuff like our Discord, yada, yada, yada. Also, feel free to request things you want us to talk about next, whether it's a movie, a video game, another TV show, let Absolutely. us know. Uh, we, we're going to be reviewing all sorts of stuff this year, so uh, hit us up either on Patreon, in the Discord, or feel free to find us on social media. We are at Should I Bipod on pretty much everything. But I think that pretty much does it for today. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for watching and for coming and hanging out and chatting. Thank you. Uh, and thank you guys at home for listening. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
What if we get Nick to just come in and it's say goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> Nick is like, hey, that's my thing. <laughs>